welcome back to another reading Harry Potter podcast. Today we're continuing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 6, The Journey from Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Harry watched the girl and her mother disappear as the train rounded the corner. Houses flashed past the window. Harry felt a great leap of excitement. He didn't know what he was going where, what he was going to, but it had to be better than what he was leaving behind. The door of the compartment slid open and the youngest red-headed boy came in. Anyone sitting there? he asked, pointing at the seat opposite Harry. Everywhere else is full. Harry shook his head and the boy sat down. He glanced at Harry, then looked quickly out the window, pretending he hadn't looked. Harry saw he still had a black mark on his nose. Hey, Ron. The twins were back. Listen, we're going down to the middle of the train. Lee Jordan's got a giant tarantula down there. Right, mumbled Ron. Harry, the other twin, said the other twin. Did we introduce ourselves? Fred and George Weasley, and this is Ron, our brother. See you later then. Bye, said Harry and Ron. The twins slid the compartment door shut behind them. Are you really Harry Potter? Ron blurted out. Harry nodded. Oh, well, I thought it might be one of Fred and George's jokes, said Ron. And have you really got, you know, he pointed at Harry's forehead. Harry pulled back his fringe to show the lightning scar. Ron stared. So that's where you know who? Yes, said Harry, but I can't remember it. Nothing, said Ron eagerly. Well, I remember a lot of green light, but nothing else. Wow, said Ron. He sat and stared at Harry for a few moments then, as though he had suddenly realised what he was doing. He looked quickly out of the window again. Are all your family wizards? asked Harry, who found Ron just as interesting as Ron found him. Uh, yes, I think so, said Ron. I think Ron's got a second cousin who's an accountant, but we never talk about him. So you must know loads of magic already. The Weasleys were clearly one of those old wizarding families the pale boy and Diagon Alley had talked about. I heard you went to live with muggles, said Ron. What are they like? Horrible. Well, not all of them. My aunt and uncle and cousin are, though. I wish I'd had three wizard brothers. Five, said Ron. For some reason he was looking gloomy. I'm the sixth in our family to go to Hogwarts. You could say I've got a lot to live up to. Bill and Charlie have already left. Bill was head boy and Charlie was captain of Quidditch. Now Percy's a prefect and Fred and George mess around a lot, but they still get really good marks and everyone thinks they're really funny. Everyone expects me to do as well as the others, but if I do, it's no big deal because they did it first. We never get anything new either with five brothers. Five brothers. I've got Bill's old robes, Charlie's old rund, and Percy's old rat. Ron reached inside his jacket and pulled out a grey, fat grey rat, which was asleep. His name's Scabbers, and he's useless. He hardly ever wakes up. Percy got an owl from my dad for being made a prefect, but they couldn't afford. I mean, I got scabbers in here, said. Instead, Ron's ears went pink. 
He seemed to think he'd said too much because he went back to staring out of the window. Harry didn't think there was anything wrong with not being able to afford now. After all, he'd never had any money in his life until a month ago. And he told Ron so, all about having to wear Dudley's old clothes and never getting proper birthday presents. This seemed to cheer Ron up. Until Hagrid told me, I didn't know anything about being a wizard or my parents or Voldemort. Ron gasped. What? said Harry. You said you know whose name, said Ron, sounding both shocked and impressed. I'd have thought you, of all people. I'm not trying to be brave or anything, saying the name, said Harry. I just never knew you shouldn't. See what I mean? I've got loads to learn. I bet, he added, voicing for the first time something that had been worrying him a lot lately. I bet I'm the worst in the class. You won't be. There's loads of people who come from muggle families and they learn quick enough. While they had been talking, the train had carried them out of London. <coughs> now they were speeding past fields full of cows and sheep. They were quiet for a time watching the fields and lanes flick past. Around half past twelve there was great clattering outside in the corridor and a smiling dimpled woman slid back their door and said, Anything off the trolley, dears? Harry, who hadn't had any breakfast, leapt to his feet, but Ron's ears went pink again and he muttered that he'd brought sandwiches. Harry went out into the corridor. <coughs> he'd never had any money for sweets with the Dursleys, and now he had pockets rattling with gold and silver. He's ready to buy as many Mars bars as he could carry. But the woman didn't have Mars bars. What she did have were Bertie Bott's Every Flavour Beans, Trouble's Best Blowing Gum, Chocolate Frogs, Pumpkin Pasties, Cauldron Cakes, Licorice Wands, and a number of other strange things Harry had never seen in his life. Not wanting to miss anything, he got some of everything and paid the woman eleven silver sickles and seven bronze knuts. Ron stared as Harry brought it all back into the compartment and tipped it on and tipped it on an empty seat. Hungry are you? Starving, said Harry, taking a large bite of a pumpkin pasty. Ron had taken out a lumpy package and unwrapped it. There were four sandwiches in there. He pulled one of them apart and said, She always forgets I don't like corned beef. Swap for one of these, said Harry, holding up a pasty. Go on. You don't want this, it's all dry, said Ron. She hasn't got much time, he added quickly, you know, with five of us. Go on, have a pasty, said Harry, who had never had anything to share before, or indeed anyone to share it with. It was a nice feeling sitting there with Ron, eating their way through all of Harry's pasties and cakes. The sandwiches lay forgotten. What are these? Harry asked Ron, holding up a pack of chocolate frogs. They're not really frogs, are they? He started feeling that nothing would surprise him. No, said Ron. But see what the cause is. I'm missing a gripper. What? Oh, of course, you wouldn't know. Chocolate frogs have cards inside them, you know, to collect. Famous witches and wizards. I've got about 500, but I haven't got a gripper or... Ptolemy.
I'm terrible. I'm just going to spell this up. P-T-O-L-E-M-Y. That's P-T-O-L-E-M-Y. You can try and work out what it says yourself. Oh, of course, you wouldn't know. Chocolate frogs have cards inside them. And, you know, you know, to collect. Famous witches and wizards. Oh, sorry, I've just read that bit. Harry unwrapped his chocolate frog and picked up the card. It showed a man's face. He wore half-moon glasses, had a long, crooked nose and flowing silver hair. His beard and moustache underneath the picture. Silvery hair, beard and moustache. Underneath the picture was the name Albus Dumbledore. So this is Dumbledore, said Harry. Don't tell me you've never heard of Dumbledore, said Ron. Can I have a frog? I might get a gripper. Thanks. Harry turned over his card and read, Albus Dumbledore, current new headmaster of Hogwarts, considered by many the greatest wizard of modern, modern times, Professor Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald, in 1945, for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Professor Dumbledore enjoys chamber music and tempo and bowling. Harry turned the card back over and saw to his astonishment that Dumbledore's face had disappeared. He's gone. Well, he can't expect him to hang around all day, said Ron. He'll be back. No, I've got Morgana again. I've got about six of her. Do you want it? You can start collecting. Ron's eyes strayed to the pile of chocolate frogs waiting to be unwrapped. Help yourself, said Harry. But in, you know, the muggle world, people just stay put in photos. Do they? What, they don't move at all? Ron sounded amazed. Weird. Harry stared at as Dumbledore sidled back into the picture on his card and gave him a small smile. Ron was more interested in eating the frogs than looking at the famous witches and wizards cards. But Harry couldn't keep his eyes off them. Soon, he not only had Dumbledore and Morgana, but Heinrich of Woodcroft, Albrecht Grunion, uh, I'm going to have to spell this out again. C-I-R-C-E. Paracelsus and Merlin. He finally tore his eyes away from the Druidesses. Cladina. I'm going to spell it out again. C-L-I-O-D-N-A. Who was scratching a nose to open a bag of Bertie Bott's Every Flavour Beans. <coughs> you want to be careful with those, Ron warned Harry. When they say every flavour, they mean every flavour. You know, you get all the ordinary ones like chocolate and peppermint and marmalade, but then you get spinach and liver and tripe. George reckoned he has a bogey flavoured one once. Ron picked up a green bean, looked at it carefully and bit into the corner. Ugh, see? Sprouts. They had a good time eating the every flavour beans. Harry got toast, coconut, baked bean, strawberry, curry, grass, coffee, sardine, and was even brave enough to nibble the end of a funny grey one Ron wouldn't touch, which turned out to be pepper. 
The countryside was now flying past the window. It was becoming wilder. The neat fields had gone. Now there were woods, twisting rivers and dark green hills. There was a knock on the door of their compartment as the round-faced boy had, who had passed Harry, Harry had passed on the platform nine and three quarters came in. He looked rather tearful. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, he said, but have you seen my toad at all? When they shook their heads, he wailed. I've lost him. He keeps getting away from me. He'll turn up, said Harry. Yes, said the boy miserably. Well, if you see him. He left. Don't know why he's so bothered, said Ron. I'd brought a toad. I'd lose it as quick as I could. Mind you, I brought scathers, so I can't talk. The rat was still snoozing on Ron's lap. He might have died and you wouldn't know the difference, said Ron in disgust. I tried to turn him yellow yesterday to make him a bit more interesting, but the spell didn't work. I'll show you. Look. He rummaged around in his trunk and pulled out a very battered-looking wand. It was chipped in place and something white glinting at the end. Unicorn hairs nearly poking out. Anyway, he had just raised his wand when the compartment door slid open. The toadless boy was back, but this time he had a girl with him. She was already wearing her new Hogwarts robes. Has anyone seen a toad? Neville's lost one, she said. She had a bossy sort of voice, lots of bushy brown hair and a rather large front teeth. We've already told him we haven't seen him, said Ron. But the girl wasn't listening. She was looking at the wand in his hand. Oh, are you going to do magic? Let's see it then. She sat down. Ron looked taken aback. Uh, all right. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> Sunshine daisies, butter mellow, turn this stupid fat rat yellow. He waved his wand, but nothing happened. Scabbers stayed grey and fast asleep. Are you sure that's a real spell, said the girl. Well, it's not very good, is it? I've tried a few simple spells just for practice, and it's all worked for me. Nobody in my family is magic at all. It was ever such a surprise when I got my letter, but I was ever so pleased. Of course, I mean, it's the very best school of witchcraft there is. I heard, I, I've heard, I've learned all our set books off by heart, of course. I just hope it will be enough. I'm Hermione Granger, by the way. Who are you? She said all this very fast. Harry looked at Ron and was relieved to see by his stunned face that he hadn't learned all the set books off by heart either. I'm Ron Weasley, said Ron, muttered. Harry Potter, said Harry. Are you really? said Hermione. I know all about you, of course. I've, I got a few extra books for background reading and you're in. Modern Magical History, and The Rise and Fall of the Dark Arts, and Great Wizarding Events of the Twentieth Century. Am I? said Harry, feeling dazed. Goodness, didn't you know? I'd have found out everything I could if it was me, said Hermione. Do either of you know what house you'll be in? I've been asking around, and I hope I'm in Gryffindor. It sounds my father best. I hear Dumbledore himself was one. I suppose Ravenclaw wouldn't be too bad. Anyway, you better go and look for Neville's toad. I'm going to have to leave it here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Can you hit?
It would be nice if you could subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever podcast provider you use. It really gives them morale to keep doing these podcasts. Thank you and goodbye.